Welcome to Treasury One's weekly market review. And now that the dust has settled in Moscow, everyone is wondering what's going to happen next. Yevgeny Prigozhin marched on the capital city and what he now says was to protect the Wagner Group. The events of the past weekend followed months of tension between Prigozhin and Russia's military leaders who have been pushing for control over the mercenary group. But the thing is, the Wagner leader was never going to just give up his cash cow without a fight. But in any case, the one thing that we can take with some degree of certainty from these developments is that it, it, it cracked the veneer of Putin's all-powerful authoritarian persona. The president looked weak as army tanks simply rolled onto Moscow. And the quick change in sentiment does not align with his image as an iron-fisted leader. So now the world is waiting on Putin's next move. Will he intensify the Ukraine war to win back his power stance? Or is this the chance Ukraine and its allies have been waiting for to cut the offensive off at its knees? The other scenario, of course, is that this may have given Putin's domestic political opponents an opportunity to boot him from power if they can rally the Russian public on the back of these events. We'll just have to wait and see how the former KGB will react to being pushed into a corner. Markets seemed fairly unfazed by the events. It did bump oil prices, which started on a strong foot this week, and we saw a rally in the price of gold as well. Back in South Africa, the RAND retreated against the US dollar last week following some of its best levels in a month as it began a long overdue correction. On its part, the greenback did gain some support from the hawkish comments coming out of the Fed, with Jerome Powell saying that further rate hikes should be anticipated to keep inflation in check. Prints out later this week will determine whether this rally in the dollar, however, will continue. Meanwhile, inflation in South Africa continues to cool. May's figures released last week revealed a slowing rate in both headline and core inflation, and this could open the door for the Saab to pause on a rate hike. However, the majority of the market is still expecting a 25 basis point hike to come. Last week was also packed with interest rate decisions. The Bank of China cut rates to spur on its economic rebound, which has been more sluggish than anticipated following the country's extended lockdown. Then there was also a surprise 50 basis point hike over in the UK, just a day after the release of the country's May inflation data. And it again revealed the sticky nature of the current bout of inflationary pressures with core inflation accelerating from 6.8 to 7.1% year-on-year. It's reflecting the cost of living crises. Then there's Turkey, which now should serve as the perfect example that keeping interest rates artificially low to support economic growth is an economic fallacy. President Erdogan enforced his long-held view of keeping interest rates artificially low to boost economic growth, and it did not end well. Hyperinflation has since taken hold, forcing the central bank to hike aggressively last week from 8.5 to 15%, but even that wasn't enough to sufficiently support a rally in the Turkish lira. This should serve as a warning to some local commentators as well that rates cannot be used to address the fiscal failures causing the current South African economic slump. There's a bunch of data coming out towards the back end of the week. ETM is anticipating a slight pullback in SA's PPI inflation for May. It's out on Thursday. It will give some guidance on what to expect from consumer price inflation going forward. Then on Friday, May's money supply as well as private sector credit will be released with a slowdown expected in both figures. It's largely due to the tighter monetary conditions as well as lower confidence levels. We're also expecting the trade balance for May to come in at 9.8 billion rand as the weaker rand supports exports while the weak domestic growth dampens demand for foreign goods. That data will also be out on Friday.
Some international prints to take note of this week is Germany's inflation, published on Thursday, is expected to tick slightly higher at 6.2% year-on-year, while the EU CPI for June will be out on Friday, with a slightly cooler figure than May is expected. Also happening on Friday, Britain is set to release its quarter one GDP figure with a 0.1% expansion expected. Then over in the US, authorities release the quarter one GDP figure as well, which is expected to reflect the cooling effects of the hike cycle on the economy. Friday's release of May's PCE core deflator will, however, enjoy most of the market's attention. It is the Fed's preferred gauge of price pressures, and we're anticipating that it will reveal the continued strong inflationary impulse in the U.S. economy. As inflation remains above target and the economy is bearing the brunt of the recent rate hikes, the Fed is finding itself between a rock and a hard place. But as mentioned earlier, the central bank remains hawkish for now. That then the week that was and the one to come for the markets.